Hello and welcome to the first 2021 themed podcast we're doing in the year 2021. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about our most and least anticipated movies. But first, we have to answer the question, who are we? Well, I'll tell you, we are Sean Lemmy, John Otney, Colin Westman, and Matt Kirstens. And guys, it's so exciting to look ahead at the future. Uh, we've been uh, so worried about the present for so long, and, and honestly, that hasn't changed, but... It's fun to at least feign the idea that we can step out of the week we're in and look ahead uh, into the future and see a, a, a bright sunny day uh, that we're slowly walking towards. Are you excited to do these these lists this year? Yeah, because um, a lot of my a lot of my movies are streaming movies, so I feel confident they'll come out. Uh, and if these other ones come out, that'll be a pleasant surprise, and that'll be fun. It's it's crazy to think that people think like, oh yeah, um, April, sure, we'll be back at the theaters. I'm like, okay, we'll see. I hope so. <laughs> Fill me with hope. Yeah, I guess I also wonder how many of your guys's picks are expected to go straight to streaming or are planned for theatrical releases. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna. I got a mix. Weird. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. sure there'll be some. Some shifting around and changing. That's that's a weird thing that we didn't have to think about when we used to do these lists, is whether or not this will end up on a different <laughs> platform or something. Yeah. Uh, but it just, it makes it fun. It's like a, a grab bag of surprises. So we should explain the way we do this. Basically, Sean and I are going to put together our most anticipated movies for 2021, and Colin is going to do his least anticipated uh, movie list. I will say that for my strategy, I went with movies uh, that weren't on my list last year. They have to be movies that are new to this podcast. Um, what about you, Sean? What was your approach? Yeah, I didn't give myself that restriction, but I did not want to repeat what happened last year, which was having something like eight of the movies on my list not come out. So uh, this year, I went with ten movies that I am fairly confident will actually be released in some form in 2021. Okay. And Colin, what was your approach? Uh, just any movies that people are saying will come out this year. I mean, a, a lot of them are planned, because uh, a lot of them are going to be released on HBO, because they're Warner Brothers movies. Uh, and some of them, I'm sure, will get pushed back to next year. Uh, but I also took the approach of not using any uh, that were on my list last year because uh, I guess there were just a lot of bad movies that were planned to come out <laughs> last year because mm -hmm. uh, I feel like a lot of these were ones that were actually you know supposed to come out in 2020 but are now coming out in 2021 and I just you know kind of skipped for my my list from from last year's podcast. All right. And then we got Mr. Uh, Matt Nancy Carson's providing uh, color commentary. So we're, we're happy to have you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the kind of insight we look forward to. <laughs> Bringing the energy. Okay. okay, so do we do, do, we do uh, bad movie, good movie, good movie, or do we do good movie, bad movie? I don't remember the order. I, I think we do good do movie, good movie, bad movie. 
And then we just like pile on the number one and complain and exhaust all of our okay. frustration. And then we end the podcast. Okay, that sounds good. That's uh, our format. So then let's go, let's go me, Sean, Colin. Okay, so I'll start this I'm off. That. Oh, I, first, I want to throw out some honorable mentions. My honorable mentions are... Actually, no. Sean might have this. Fuck it. I'll do my honorable mentions at the end if we don't Ooh. end up talking about them. I don't think you will, but I want to save it just in case. So I'm going to do my number 10, uh, which is a bad... It's going to be bad, you guys. There's, there's no way this is going to be good, but I can't say that I'm not excited for it. <sighs> guys, they're giving another shot at the Resident Evil franchise. <laughs> oh, interesting. They're, they're starting it all over. Total, total reboot. Um... They're given the uh, the keys to uh, Johannes Roberts, who uh, directed the movie uh, 47 Meters Down. You guys remember that one? With, like, people trapped in a shark cage? It was... Absolutely not. It's got Mandy Moore. It came out a few years ago. It's okay. It's not bad. And then he also made The Strangers Pray at Night, which I actually liked and everyone hated. Though I did see it in a movie theater where my glasses were broken, so I was kind of... It was all blurry, but it was still good. So was it um, scarier than usual? Because you didn't know quite yeah, what was I going on. I couldn't see where the bad guys were. Uh, but he's doing a new Resident Evil movie coming out in September. And here's the there's the part that excites me. It's set in the 90s, and it's actually depicting the events of the first game, which is weird that... Uh, I guess they did do that in the original movie, but then it was also like, oh, but there's like sweet like uh, lab underneath, and also there's Matrix powers in the movie. <laughs> So, doesn't seem like they're doing that. Um, something that worries me, one, they got Johannes Roberts, who isn't the best. And also, they're combining, like, they have the characters from the first two games instead of just the first game. So I'm like, I, I don't understand that decision. So it's got, like, Claire Redfield, Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, Leon. It's like, I don't okay. <laughs> they weren't in the same game, but I, yeah, hopefully you know what you're doing franchise building have them all there um, and then you can uh, go straight into the sequel what what is it about resident evil that deserves another chance <laughs> i like the idea of zombies in a spooky mansion i think that's a cool combo like an old like uh tiny mansion uh, with like monsters inside like a haunted house movie basically so I think if they do it like that and they do it kind of like as a slow burn horror movie it could be pretty effective but I just... Uh, I have such little faith. But what about Matrix powers? See, I don't want those. Because those are only in the move, the, the original movie because it's like, oh, Matrix is popular. Let's just rip it off as much as we can. Like, that's the only reason that those are in the original movie. That is pretty weird that they're, like, hopping around in a adaptation of a video game where you can't even jump. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like, Sean, you've said that before on a previous mm. podcast where we talked about Resident Evil. Because you move like a tank in the original game. It's yeah. a slow-moving game. Uh, but uh, we'll see. John, do you think they're going to say the words Master of Unlocking in this movie? I would die if they include some of the terrible dialogue from the first game. Like, you could have been a Jill sandwich. Yeah. God. I don't see Barry Burton in the cast. But uh, most of the other characters are. But maybe he's in it. Okay, Sean, what do you um, got? Well, wait, I want to ask Matt. Is Knowing that there is a uh, reboot looming on the horizon, is that enough to get you interested in finally watching the entire Resident Evil franchise? 
No. <laughs> I'm going to play the game, though. I've never played any Resident Evil game or seen any Resident Evil movie. Oh, it's a good time. They've been remaking the games, and they've been yeah. good remakes. Yeah, we don't get into that. R.E. makes, they call them. My number 10, uh, possibly on Colin's least anticipated list, but it shouldn't be because it was made specifically for Colin. It's Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. Hell yeah. Yeah, so my number 10 is also Space Jam, A New Legacy. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we know a little bit more about this movie now. It is set in cyberspace. Yeah. LeBron James is going to get sucked into a video game. With his son, Dom. Freakazoid freak uh, style. And uh, there he's going to encounter a rogue algorithm played by Don Cheadle, who I guess somehow is going to end up making him play a basketball game with the Looney Tunes. It's hard, it's hard to even imagine how it just ends up being the concept from the first movie, given it's a totally different setup. Um... But yeah, you look at that cast, LeBron James, Don Cheadle, they got Sonequa Martin-Green, presumably as uh, LeBron's wife. You, you didn't a, say what uh, Don Cheadle's character's name is. What is Don Cheadle's character's it's name? Algorithm. Oh, like Cause algorithm. Because he's, he's an algorithm. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, cool. Uh... <laughs> I see that Lola Bunny is is returning uh, as well. Uh, so er, the the gang's all here. A lot more mm-hmm. uh, new porn to look forward to. <laughs> 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 Didn't the original director of this movie quit? I don't like, know. The, I had someone. Um, here I'm looking. There's such a long like production section on the wikipedia yeah, yeah i mean it's possible there are many directors stitched this movie it's been in development hell a guy for named so terrence long. oh we know there's a couple people that have left this project justin lynn signed on first wow <laughs> that would have been cool and then he left and then a guy named terrence nance took over um and then he left <laughs> and now i don't know why he left and then malcolm d lee who just gets shit done that is certainly the case. If you look at his filmography, he is uh, the Night School. Remember that one a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. He's the Girl Trip guy. Uh, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. Mm-hmm. He gets it done. Gets it done, man. He gets it done. So, Colin, why are you not anticipating this movie? Um, well, I usually put in my number 10 slot a movie that I'll probably end up seeing and I'll I'll definitely end up seeing this no matter what especially since it's coming oh, out dude, on this is a, HBO we're gonna make an event out of this yeah uh I I don't I mean I, there's lots of reasons to be skeptical <laughs> just that it took so long to get made just the fact that the first Space Jam is like a miracle that it's as entertaining <laughs> as it is considering what a weird concept it is uh, but you know, Le- LeBron James is—he seems like a, a good actor for an athlete. Uh, yeah, remember they were they were grooming him to be an entertainer when they cast him in a supporting role in Trainwreck mm-hmm. back in like 2015. Sure, he's 
he's ready. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Maybe it'll be f- fine. If I remember the song correctly, LeBron James is Gwangi in that Smallfoot movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope this star. has a, like a killer soundtrack. It's gonna be tough to you know compete Oof. with the original soundtrack. I don't, I don't think you can. <laughs> they, got, they, they should bring in some big guns for this. Like, who wouldn't? I'm sure there's a lot of people that have Space Jam nostalgia. There's got to be some good like rappers and singers and pop stars who would want to contribute. Probably. If we just get one new jam. I'll be happy. Even if it's a remix of the original theme. Yeah. But fingers crossed, man. I'm excited for this. Sure. Oh, so, yeah. Like, how good could it really be? <laughs> it could be okay. It could be okay. And my next movie could definitely be okay, guys. It's The Conjuring 3. Also known as The Conjuring colon, The Devil Made Me Do It. <laughs> It's uh, such a good is... subtitle. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming to HBO Max this June. Um, I'm a fan of the Conjuring verse. They kind of remind me of Marvel in that they're like pretty consistent. Um, most of them are pretty good. They're all kind of the same. But like, yeah, they're just like decent, well-made, high-budget horror movies. Uh, what worries me, James Wan is not back to direct. He's just producing. They brought in some other guy who I'm not really familiar with. And the case, because, uh, you know, they always do a real case, because the Warrens were real people, is a pretty fucked up case. Um, so in the early 80s, there was a boy, and his family believed he had a demon in him. So they got the Warrens to do an exorcism, and they had to get permission from like, the Catholic Church, but they performed an exorcism. And then that demon went into another guy's body, and that guy killed his landlord... And then went to court, but then said, the devil made me do it. <laughs> and this is getting kind of fucked. We're getting to, like, to, to real-life murder case uh, story, and I feel like you got to be careful about how you handle this tonally. Like, if you're actually going to go on the side of, like, yeah, a demon is the reason this person was murdered back in the 80s, that's pretty wild. Uh, you know, it's funny, for as much as I like these movies, I hate hate and despise the Warrens as people. <laughs> I hate anyone that profits off of, like, misery and death by being like, oh yeah, we're psychics. We can, like, talk to the ghosts and shit. Like, they're con artists. They're <laughs> fucked up people. Uh, so it's, I'm very curious to see how they're going to handle this case and how much of a courtroom movie it's going to be. But I've liked the other ones. What a twist that would be. if <laughs> It's just like a brief setup scene. And then ninety percent of the movie is just courtroom drama. Maybe there'll be like ghosts in the courtroom, like Ghostbusters two. <laughs> Forever, that's the Scalardi brothers. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It's it's cool that this is like coming to HBO Max because I I don't usually go to see those in theaters. I usually wait till they're on DVD. But this time, like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll watch the other ones beforehand. Sounds like fun. So uh, yeah, we'll see, dude. We'll see. Sean, what's your number nine? My number nine is Raya and the Last Dragon, which is another kids movie. I have two kids movies on my... I mean, basically my tastes are kids movies, so it's fine. Uh, This one is directed by uh, Don Hall, uh, who is the big Hero 6 slash Moana person, and Carlos Lopez Estrada, uh, who did... I don't know. The movie Blind Spotting, I guess. Okay. Uh, it looks to be a fun kind of blend of 
action and comedy uh, set in uh, mystical Asia. So it does sort of remind me of the 90s animated Mulan, uh, which was one of my favorite uh, Disney cartoons as a kid. So I'm into that. Uh, the, the concept is that uh, Rhea, who's played by Kelly Marie Tran, is like a warrior princess who's on a mission to find the last dragon to help like restore peace to the world. And uh, and based on the trailer, that dragon is played by Aquafina, and she's just like a funny dragon. He's like, I'm not good at fighting. Um, so that's fun. And she's got a, uh, a bug companion, just like Mulan does, except hers is played by Alan Tudyk, uh, who has just done an amazing job cashing in on being invited into the Disney uh, world. I'm so proud of him. He's gotten so many roles. <laughs> I was bummed out that um, he's not going to be in Andor season one. Ugh, I forgot that's a thing. <laughs> he, no, I mean, that, the only reason I was looking forward to it is more K two S O, but he's not going to be. He said he'll, he'll be in it eventually. I, did he die? K two? Did everybody die? Yeah, everybody prequel. died. Prequel. Okay, <laughs> prequel. I forgot because I fell asleep. I never saw the end. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sean, did you hear that Twitter already canceled this movie? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Uh, there's a lot of criticism um, about it not uh, having a, a lot of Southeast Asian actors because it's a story based off of Southeast uh, Asian culture. Kelly Marie Tran is the only uh, actor in the film who's from that, you know, like from Vietnam. Everyone else is from like China or, or Japan or South Korea. Um, but I don't know. It seems like they made an effort here. I don't know if that's enough to cancel this movie. People are. Uh, People look to complain about anything. Also, it takes place in a... F- I, I know it's based off of Southeast uh, Asian culture, but it's placed in a fictional country. So, I don't know. I feel like people might be nitpicking. Like, I get... I think their hearts are in the right place, but I, I don't know. This is, a, this is a sticky subject. I don't know if you... Yeah, I didn't even know it was based on an existing myth or story or anything and i read through the whole wikipedia earlier i saw it somewhere else i don't see it on the wikipedia either so i guess they they don't consider it a big enough deal to put it add a controversy part to the <laughs> wikipedia so um hopefully it's not the too big of an issue and people the like wikipedia. it <laughs> this is our chance to 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 you know put a controversy tab on here uh um, well but, sorry no, I mean, I'm reading through it, and they say it was really more of just the look, not necessarily the mythology. So, we'll see. I feel like people gotta actually wait for this movie to come out before they can judge it. I just wanted to see people fight with swords and I see it. funny dragons. Yeah. Con, any funny dragons in your movie? Um, no, I, I doubt it. Uh, but maybe. I, yeah. <laughs> You never know. Uh, first, I, I wanted to preface my list I didn't get to with, with just saying the movies from last year's list that I'm well aware of are supposed to come out this year that will probably not be great. Because uh, there are a lot. Uh, they were Jungle Cruise, The Hitman's Bodyguard, and Free Guy. Uh, Minions, Rise oh, of Gru. Free Guy, I forgot about yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Morbius. So... There are other movies that will probably be is your is your next pick all of those movies? It's all of them combined. No, my number nine is uh, Cruella, a Disney, Mm. you know, another live action remake. Though this one is a prequel; it's an origin story about Cruella Deville. Uh, (sighs) 
being played by Emma Stone. <laughs> it's just weird looking at the plot description, though, because it says it takes place in the 1970s. So I guess it's a prequel to the live-action 101 Dalmatian <laughs> movies from the 90s. Uh, so I, I guess at least they're aware that they already did a live-action 101 Dalmatians movie, so they they probably like thought about it. like That was that could be their next live-action remake, but they were like, oh, I guess we actually did this one in the last 20 years. Uh, I do like that they got Paul Walter Hauser to play... Um, Horus, one of her goons. That is Richard good. Jewell. That is good fucking casting. I saw a picture of him uh, alongside <laughs> Emma Stone, Scarlett Deville. Love that. Uh, the rest, I just you know, I'm just so far gone on caring even a little bit about these Disney live action remakes. I wonder, like, I don't know how to phrase this question, but what's the difference? Why did it take so long in between? Like, they did a few of these live-action remakes 20 years ago. Yeah. So, But now it seems to be like, oh, they're just doing it for every single movie. But why did they wait 20 years in between attempts? I mean, that one even had a sequel, didn't it? Yeah, yeah 102. Yeah. So it's interesting that, that that didn't catch on sooner. I think they just look for when, like, it's like these... Uh, this stuff is trending with culture. It's like, okay, this is a good time to release it. This is a good time. This is a bad time to release it. We'll hold off for a while. Now this is a good not time. Even, not even to like release it, just like to, to do a production. It's interesting to me that they just didn't know. continue it back then. It also probably depends on like who's in charge of these decisions at yeah. these given times. Yeah. What, what was the, what was like the first one of the new wave? Jungle of, book? Of this newer one, um, yeah. I want to say it was Cinderella. Could have been Jungle, Jungle Book. Book was before that. Okay, then it's probably Jungle Book, I guess. I don't remember uh. Cinderella. <laughs> Even yeah. though it's like one of the most successful movies ever made, <laughs> yeah. made like a billion dollars <laughs> around the world. I mean, well, more than that. Probably. How much did Cinderella make? I, it's, it's one of the few I haven't seen. Actually, no, I'm way behind now because I haven't seen Aladdin or Mulan. Mm. John's right. Cinderella was 2015. Jungle Book was 2016. Made 543 million. It's pretty good. It's not a it's not a billion, but who is Cinderella? Uh, Lily James from Baby Driver. It's a Kenneth Branagh movie because he likes money. <laughs> I have zero recollection. <laughs> it's good. Nobody saw it except for the rest of the world. Except for a billion dollars. Except for a billion people. <laughs> I think it's interesting that aside from Cinderella and Jungle Book, they've been hitting up uh, the the '90s mm-hmm. era of Disney for these Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Lion King. Um, I guess that makes sense because like, 101 Dalmatians would have been nostalgia for an earlier Disney film. Right. That was like the yeah. The 60s there you go. There you day. go. It's all yeah. about hit nostalgia at the right points window yeah exactly exactly (laughs) even though like when i was a kid i didn't know i didn't really know what like all those movies were the same to me i didn't know which one came out in the 90s you know like (laughs) oh yeah no exactly yeah they could have all came out at the same time i just knew all of them you're like rescuers oh yeah this came out like last week right no it came out in the 70s (laughs) (laughs) you don't never saw the first rescuers only the second one 
Uh, I don't really remember the first one. I remember the second one. Sean, you saw yeah. it recently. Is like really well made. It's a really beautiful looking movie. Didn't you see the second one recently, Sean? Again? I did. I watched it last year yeah. when, uh, or maybe I think it was last year. I don't know. It's hard. It was definitely on Disney Plus, so couldn't have been more than too much more than a year ago. Um, and yeah, it's 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 got a great score and the villain's really fun and it's got some early being, CGI. Yeah, CGI. I just, I just remember being all about that scene where they uh, where they're taking that pee around. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, no. <laughs> no. Is it like the restaurant part of it? No. Oh, pea soup. Oh, I thought you meant urine. Yeah. No. <laughs> pea soup. Yeah, that's a good scene. Uh, yeah, I thought you were talking about like a jar of urine. I'm like, don't remember the scene. They're taking it around. That's that's exactly the sort of stuff that's fun to watch with my dad because he's always like, oh, it's so clever that it's just like thought about this whole little world. Oh, yeah, it is clever. I like it. Uh, so my next pick is kind of a nostalgia pick. Um, I was going to sing the theme song, but I'm not going to waste uh, the t- our time. Guys, they're doing a new Jackass movie, Jackass <laughs> 4. Uh, it's coming out September 3rd. Um, one of the things I did uh, through quarantine was I watched... I don't know why. Like, why do we do anything during quarantine? I watched a bunch of Jackass. I watched a good chunk of Viva La Bam, even though I could only find it on, like, MTV China. Like, it's so hard to find. <laughs> And then I almost bought a copy of Steve-O's book. I was so in it for, like, a couple of months of just, like, Jackass. I watched all the movies. I've seen all the, like, the, the weird, like, Jackass 2.5, Jackass 3. whatever. <laughs> um, and I think they're finished filming this. And it's... They haven't really announced much. It's, it's all the original guys um, that could be there, obviously. Ryan Dunn has passed on. Uh, so everybody's back. I did hear that they said, oh, we might bring in some, like, some younger people to help fill fill it out. And I'm just like, oh, God, please not Logan Paul. Please not Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't see this movie if it has Logan or Jake Paul or if it has, like, a bunch of YouTubers. Like, I want to see old man Johnny Knoxville take a hit to the nuts. You know, that's what I want to see. I want to see a man who's almost 50 get hit in the nuts. I think he got really hurt on this movie, too. Like, the worst he's ever been hurt. Yeah, this movie um, sounds concerning. I just feel like I'll be so scared of them, like, dying in the process I'm look, of I'm, making I'm it. I'm Googling Jackass 4 injury. Yeah. Jackass 4 injuries have hospitalized two leads. Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O. What happened to them? Um, I'm not sure, but Steve-O and Johnny had to go to the hospital, so that'll be interesting. You know, I rewatched all those those movies, and there's a couple times where I'm like, yeah, they definitely, definitely could have died <laughs> doing this particular stunt. Uh, do you guys remember the third one when they do, like, it's, I can't, I don't really know how to describe it, but they're basically in a, a bull ring with, like, a live bull playing, like, some seesaw kind of game. Does that ring mm. any bells? Yeah. Like, and Johnny, like, stays in. Like, everyone's, like, run away. And he's like, I'm still in. I'm not down. I'm not down. He's being, like, attacked by a bull with horns. And it's just fucking insane. Because he's always just about, like, it's all about getting the footage. Like, he he does not care. Like, that was my takeaway from watching all those movies is Johnny Knoxville. It's the most fearless by far. It's fucking insane. So, yeah, I'll watch that for sure. Hell yeah, dude. 
Also, MTV, <laughs> make this stuff easier to watch so I don't have to go to MTV China. Okay. Uh, my number eight is also a movie about an aging star who does not care and will put his body in as many risks as possible uh, for the name of the film, or in the name of the film. And that is Tom Cruise. <laughs> so Paramount is sitting on two Tom Cruise movies. And I think the older one... They're, they're not going to push it to a full other year. So I think at some point, Top Gun Maverick is going to come out mm-hmm. in 2021. It's hard to say when. It's currently slated for July, which is great. It sounds like a perfect 4th of July movie. But they recently bumped A Quiet Place Part 2 all the way to September, which maybe they're just doing that because it's you know a horror film. Uh, but if they're already getting that pessimistic about a movie that was supposed to be out last March... I am a little concerned about what Paramount's going to end up doing with Top Gun Maverick. Uh, on the other hand, they took a movie like Coming to America, and they're just putting that out on Amazon. So um, maybe they'll go digital. Hard to, it's hard to predict, but I feel like um, Mission Impossible 7, already slated for November, could very easily slide into 2022. Uh, so I'm going with Top Gun Maverick as the Tom Cruise movie. Uh, it was they filmed it back in 2018. They're gonna they want to get this out. They've got a backlog of Tom Cruise movies they got to get through. Um, no matter what other franchise is actually in the title of the movie, Tom Cruise is the franchise. So they gotta they gotta space them out. Um, this one it's directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who we've talked about on the pick. He's the guy who directed Tron Legacy and also a bunch of good video game commercials. Uh, he also made Oblivion with Tom Cruise, so he's uh, he's one of those people who's like in the inner circle. He's in the club. Uh, I believe Christopher McQuarrie also was brought in to probably punch up the script and direct some of the action and, and help out because he's also he's just attached to the hip to Tom Cruise. Uh, Miles Teller's in the cast: Jennifer Connelly, John Hamm, yeah. uh, Val Kilmer comes back. Ed Harris is in it to be like, "You're too old." Cause <laughs> that's how old a person needs to be now to call Tom Cruise old. <laughs> He's not even old. I like it better if it was a young, like a really young guy. Be like, you're too old. That'd be funny. Uh, let's talk about some of these characters. Sean John Hamm's character is named Vice Admiral Cyclone. How good is that? <laughs> I see Chris Parnell is uh, in the movie. That's nice. no, it's no, it's Charles Parnell. Damn it, uh, Chris Parnell. Fuck Sorry guys. Excited. Sorry guys. Abandoned movie. Um, they even Sorry. got back the original uh, Harold Faltermeyer, who did you know the Beverly Hills Cop theme. He did the music, the original Top Gun. He's back. Nice. Um, Sweet. I'm a little worried about Val Kilmer because I don't know if you guys know that he can't like really speak anymore. Hmm. So that's kind of sad. I don't know how they're gonna do that, but it's still nice that he's there. I guess. They did film this back in like 2018, though. I'm not sure when he had his surgery, but if you heard him talk, yeah, he talks like the. Uh, he, like he can't even really. He's got like a device like in his neck. He can't really speak. Um, maybe his character went through the same thing. Or maybe they'll dub him, which they've been doing a lot lately. Which is just don't. I don't know. Uh, and the Miles Teller, he's the son of uh, of Gooster of Gooster Goose. <laughs> the Gooster. <laughs> his name's Rooster. That's how I get with Gooster. <laughs> Goose who died in the first movie. I like Gooster. Um, yeah, I'm. The original's like not that good, so I feel like you can actually improve on it quite a bit. So I feel like this has a good chance of being better than the original. I'm kind of. I interested. mean, it's funny because I don't think this was on my list last year, but 
the more I think about the fact that Tom Cruise really learned how to fly fighter jets, and they put cameras <laughs> on fighter insane. jets and filmed Tom Cruise flying them. <laughs> now it's got to be something worth seeing. Now, Sean, I remember back in like oh, this must be like five, six years ago, you pitched a Top Gun sequel called Top Gundam. Are you disappointed we're not getting that movie? <laughs> always, I'm always disappointed we're not getting. We we need a four hundred million dollar live action Gundam movie and. Getting Tom Cruise involved would have been a great way to, to make that happen. Uh, Maybe that could be the third gonna, Top Gun. Just going to have to keep waiting. Yeah. <laughs> that could be the third one. Who knows? Nothing, what, could, what could stop Tom Cruise at this point? It's, he's got to just die in, a, in an accident filming a movie, right? I mean, he's going to space. That one worries me quite a bit. So <laughs> maybe that'll be the one to, to finally do it. <laughs> uh, all right. Colin, what do you got? Uh, my number eight is uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, mm. The uh, I don't know uh, other Ghostbusters reboot that they're making in the wake of uh, Lady Ghostbusters because they wanted to make this one for the We're fans. Back. We're back with the boys. You're back with the boys. Boys are back in town. <laughs> Even though they're they're not. It's like about a bunch of little kids, it looks like. I don't understand how this is but more for the fans. <laughs> like, it seems like that Ghostbusters, uh, whenever that came out, 2017, 2016, that one, looks like that one's probably going to end up being more, like, tonally in line with the original Ghostbusters movie than this one is. Like, this one just looks like, I don't know, Stranger Things, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look at all the knickknacks in that trailer. Sure, but there are lots of knickknacks in the other one too. Like I don't, I don't know what the point of this is. Yeah, but they're it, like new girly knickknacks. Sure, these are like dusty old <laughs> that were used by men. Yes. Yeah. Colin. <laughs> yeah. Girls suck. Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> huh. I haven't, I haven't heard that opinion before. Help us. I'm not sure. They don't even understand out. anything about Ghostbusters, okay? Yeah, but like, what? Why not? This is Ghostbusters for boys, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's true. There was no uh, female Ghostbusters in the original Ghostbusters. Annie Potts did work for them, but she didn't get to bus ghost. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. Jason Reitman's directing. I don't know what his career is at this point. So he probably doesn't either. So he was like, eh, why not? I'll pay homage to uh, to my dad and direct a Ghostbusters movie. Why not? It's it's just funny because back in like 2006 or whatever, he's like, I could never make a Ghostbusters movie. It'd be the most boring movie ever made. <laughs> now he's making it. <laughs> yeah. That cracks me Had up. A couple flops and suddenly your perspective changes. I mean, I definitely think that's it. I think yeah, he's like, I need a, I need to bounce back. I need some, I need to make some money for once. <laughs> so, uh, Sean, you just sent us a, you just sent us a picture of John Hamm, Mad Men presenting a, a picture of Muncher, the new ghost. <laughs> I did want to ask Colin oh, if right. I totally forgot about Muncher. Muncher has changed your perception of this film at all. No. For me, that's that's been a big uh, pivot point. It does make the movie seem more fun because the trailer is like pretty serious and stoic. 
Remind me, was it? Did it have like a slow piano of? Dun, 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 dun. It must have had that. I, th- in there, I think right? the first teaser trailer did. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe just a single piano note for like we know what's gonna play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Muncher's so good. You got. He's the new Slimer. He, You're yeah, Muncher. Clearly, I think that's the idea. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Who knows. Looks a lot like Marlon Brando. I'm all. Oh, he talks like. Well, they don't really talk, I guess. He um, just eats. Just eats Muncher. I'm so into Muncher, you guys. They should just call it Ghostbusters colon Muncher. <laughs> I don't like the title. I know one of the other titles was Ghostbusters colon From Beyond. So I guess this is better than that. Sure. Dude, they should have just been like, "Fuck it." It's called Ghostbusters Three. <laughs> Uh, I thought you were just. No one ever has the balls to do that. No one ever has the balls to be like, okay, we're gonna call it, you know, whatever. Like even Top Gun, it's not Top Gun Two, right? It's just Top Gun Maverick. I want to see somebody do it. Somebody come out with like, okay, this movie's called Predator Three, and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) I mean, we saw that backfire when they came out with a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five a few years back. Um, But yeah, I would definitely prefer that. As opposed to the trend where people are like, well, it's been a long time, so we'll just give it the name of the first movie. Which I know John and I have already rallied against multiple times on this podcast, so we don't have to do that again. But, yeah, just put some numbers in there. Numbers are cool. Numbers are hella cool. The love count Math numbers. Math is for girls. Math is for girls. That's, that's yeah, that's the problem, you guys. Haven't... I guess that was the problem with that 2016 movie. They just called it Ghostbusters. Doesn't it? I mean... But doesn't it now, like, didn't they retroactively give it? Now it's called, like, Ghostbusters Answer the Call. <laughs> it's not even called just Ghostbusters anymore. That's right. They, they uh, For the home video release, they gave it a subtitle. How weird. Somebody who's also probably a big Muncher fan is Billie Eilish, you guys. There's a Billie Eilish documentary coming to Apple TV this february called billy eilish colon the world's a little blurry it's my number seven most anticipated wear glasses then yeah yeah it's a little blurry i I get you i got you yeah just like when i saw strangers uh pray at night um so yeah i'm a i'm a fan this is about like her i I guess they were filming the whole time she's making that first uh album which is Mm. weird because the story I've always heard is, like, it's her and her brother, and they basically just made, like, the whole album, like, in his bedroom. And then she became, like, a superstar. Uh, and that's pretty cool. So if that's the story, then I'm excited to see it. But, I'm yeah, it's just interesting to see how someone so young became such a huge star so fast. And, uh, you know, I had tickets to see Billie Eilish before, <laughs> uh, before this whole mess happened, this whole virus. Which, in a way, like, I'm, like, sort of relieved, because I was getting kind of nervous. Like, okay, I'm, like, a guy in my 30s. I'm going to go to this concert by myself. Like, this seems creepy and weird. But at the same time, it's like, ah, I just feel like that was my only chance. She's, like, already, like, it'd be so hard to get tickets again. I don't know. She's too famous. That made me realize that it's going to be fun. One of the fun perks of once we're through all this whole virus thing is we can lie about a bunch of the stuff we were going to do. And people, like, can't prove you're wrong. It's like, yeah, I was going to do this, but then the pandemic happened. I don't know what else you could do that would impress people. Yeah, I almost did that. Um, but I almost saw Billie Eilish at the Tacoma Dome. Don't know if that'll ever happen. Wow, Tacoma Dome. 
Interesting. But yeah, I could go for a good music documentary. It's like 140 minutes long, too, so it's in-depth. No thanks. You know, I'm I, out. For music documentaries, <laughs> I'm cool with that. I'm cool with like a ridiculous length. I don't know why. Just It works for me. Uh, she only has the one album, right? Just the one. Yeah. Obviously, she was kind of popular on like YouTube for a while with some of her other just like uh, singles and other songs like Ocean Eyes. You know, she's definitely famous before that album came out, but that's what you know, propelled her to superstardom. Uh, but yeah, the trailer looked good. Yeah. I got Apple TV, so I'll check it out. What else I got going on? Yeah, maybe a little more uh, Billie Eilish later. But first. Let me tell you guys about the movie Passing. Have you heard of this? It was in the news lately. <laughs> Remind me. Maybe I know. What are you, Jay Leto? You guys hear about this? I haven't heard of it. Passing is a uh, Rebecca Hall-directed film. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of starring it. Starring Tessa Thompson, Ruth Nega, Andre Holland, and Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, it's based on a book from the 1920s uh, about two African-American women uh, who uh, meet after years of estrangement and uh, talk about each other's lives. And uh, specifically, one of them has a white husband and has been passing uh, herself off as a, as a white person. Uh, and so they uh, reflect on, on that experience in each other's lives. It sounds really interesting. Uh, I mean, first of all, because it's like 100 years old, so I'm sure things are a lot better now than they were back then. And it's just going to be a fun artifact about race relations in the United States that are so much different and so much better now. Um, but seriously, there's been a lot of like positive buzz around this one coming out of Sundance, uh, which just happened or is maybe even still happening. I think happening. it's happening right now. I've, I'm seeing reviews pop up for this all the, all the time on Letterboxd from people that are at virtual Sundance. And, uh, yeah, I, I love this cast, and I think it's interesting when uh, actors make the transition into directing. It's, it's worked out pretty well uh, with some people, like Olivia Wilde. Who Do we need to, Do I need to give you guys the Olivia Wilde update? <laughs> On her and Harry Styles. If you, if you have it. Do you have it? Well, so, I mean, there's been a lot uh, in the last couple weeks since... We broke the news. <laughs> On our last podcast, yeah. Um, it sounds like uh, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles are maybe moving in together. Um, which serious. Olivia Wilde's ex-fiance, Jason Sudeikis, is not necessarily a fan of. Because he doesn't want Harry Styles to start bonding with their kids so early on in this relationship. It's pretty juicy. <sighs> This is some juicy, fucked up shit. Uh, Damn, man. Mainly, there's a lot of people who are like defending Harry Styles. Uh, they're like, "Oh, he didn't. He didn't break up their marriage. It was going to happen anyway." Typical uh, John so defense. It's going to happen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't get the impression that Jason Sudeikis feels that way, though. So, Harry Styles' troublemaker status, yeah. definitely still contentious, at least. I do see one red flag about passing, and that it has Alexander Skarsgård. And I like him, but I feel like he's just... All his movies always disappoint, right? Like, <laughs> when's, when's, what's the best Alexander Skarsgård movie? 
I mean, probably the best thing is Big Little Lies, which is a show. But, like, movie-wise... He's um, also really good in uh, in Generation Kill. Okay, yeah, going series, back a little bit, sure. I guess sure. doesn't count. But, like, I mean, like, War and Everything, Tarzan, Hold the Dark, Mute. He's in both of the Zoolanders. <laughs> Giver. He's in Godzilla vs. Kong. Ooh, okay, well, that's it. Then. So all of his curse will apply to Godzilla vs. Kong, and passing can just be... So that'll take up most of the curse. Yeah. The curse will pass passing and go and transfer all of its energy to Kong. I really hope we get to talk about that today. Um cool. Yeah. Alright, so while we're on the topic of actors who made the transition to directing, my number seven is Death on the Nile. Uh I uh, guess a sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, which came out mm-hmm. in 2017. Don't remember anyone caring at all about that movie. But it came out, and it uh, it had Kenneth Branagh as Poirot in a ridiculous mustache. I love the way that this trailer just sets up like the mystery, and there's like, uh, all this sexy espionage going on at this boat. It's like, what's going on? And then he just shows up with this ridiculous <laughs> mustache, and you're just like, okay, I can't take any of this seriously now. <laughs> what the fuck is this movie? Um, so, yeah. Eh, I don't care. I, I would be interested if it was, like, good. But if it's just mediocre, like, Murder on the Orient Express seemed to be, like, I don't, I don't know how anyone can muster up any interest in, like, a period piece, like, novel adaptation that's just okay. Especially when it's a property that, like, no one's really that interested in anymore. It's, it's got to be Oscar-worthy, or what's the point? So, is this going straight to plane? <laughs> straight to plane. <laughs> is that a, so it's going to be released? Yeah, definitely the should. Well, plane. I would think it would go straight to boat, uh, considering <laughs> the subject matter. But I think I think just straight to any sort of uh, transportation would, would be a, a good move for Disney on this one. Uh, so, I'm, I'm looking at the cast... Um, yeah, a couple people I don't, I'm not excited to see, like Russell Brand. But uh, also, this movie has a cannibal in it, Colin. Arby Hammer's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Another reason to stay away, right? Sure. You guys are all following this, right? Not oh, really, man. honestly. I've kind of stayed out of it. Just <laughs> some, like, really troubling Instagram posts about wanting to, like, eat people. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, you know, X is coming out being like, he was abusive and said he wanted to eat me. So he's probably canceled. Maybe they'll like digitally put someone's face over his face for this movie, so ooh, he can see how it ooh, feels. Maybe they'll do retribution for the fact that there was another guy playing the other Winklevoss twin <laughs> in the Social Network and had Army Hammer's face put on top of his face. Maybe they'll get that guy. Like I remember, that guy wh- was like a real actor too. He wasn't just like a stunt guy. Yeah. Like, I remember watching the behind-the-scenes documentary for The Social Network, and I feel like the other guy, you know, he, he auditioned for that same part, and he got so close to getting it, but then they're like, oh, you get to be Arby Hammer's body now. Sorry, you didn't quite make it. I feel bad for that other guy. Josh Pence is his name. Yeah. And I, I think it's only fair if uh, they replace Army Hammer's face, noted cannibal Army Hammer, with... Uh, 
Josh Pence for Death on the Nile. Yeah, seems fair. So I feel not as bad if I ever watch it on a plane or boat. Because <laughs> that's the only way you can watch this movie while traveling. So I have been um, reading up on Agatha Christie because the manga um, One Piece recently had its 1,000th issue come out. Jesus, okay. And uh, that made uh, Eiichiro Oda the... Um, the best-selling manga author of all time with an estimated 480 uh, million books sold. Uh-huh. How many books do you think Agatha Christie has sold? Mm. Again, well, 480 million for Eiichiro Oda, the best-selling manga author of all time. Dr. Seuss, 500 million. J.K. Rowling, also 500 million. I feel like you're setting this up to be like, she has like so much more. <laughs> Agatha Christie wow. has sold 4 billion Oh my! I never would have guessed even remotely close to that. Four billion. Fuck, dude. No one else is even close. The only person in this league besides her is William Shakespeare. (laughs) What about the dudes who wrote the Bible? (laughs) Well, I don't don't think they include that on the list of best-selling fiction authors. (laughs) Oh, it's it's fiction to me. Oh, what? Whoa. Yeah. Similarly, Agatha Christie uh, holds the record for the longest-running initial run of a play. Uh, The Mousetrap opened in London in 1952 and didn't stop until March of 2020 when the coronavirus forced them to stop putting on uh, play. Wow. Mousetrap, huh? She is so insanely successful. I had like I knew she was famous, but it's like it's just just not even close. She is just the best author that ever existed. Mousetrap, also a great film with uh, Nathan Lane. <laughs> not Mouse Hunt. <laughs> Damn it! I ruined my own joke. <laughs> I mean, I always love any opportunity to bring up Mouse Hunt. <laughs> Yeah, we should pick. We should have mouse hunt for the pick. That's even holds up. I saw it in how, much, how much do you think that's made? Four billion dollars or whatever. How much money did mouse hunt make? One hundred twenty-two million. Okay, it was success. It was a hit. When you guys think of that, do you also have to think of that darn cat? No. For some reason, those two are linked in my head. I don't know. There's never like seen nothing in common. I definitely watched mouse hunt. Because you gotta see mouse hunt classic it's a classic film hopefully classic one of film, these films on one of these lists will be the next mouse hunt but it probably won't be my next film which is gonna be bad but i don't know i'm just excited um halloween kills like who, who even really gives a shit um what is there really to do it's just gonna be michael myers running around again because like we know he wasn't gonna die in the last one so now he's just doing the same old shit uh, really all they're doing in this one that seems different thus far is they're including the sheriff from the original movie. Not like he's anyone notable. He's like 100 years old, but that's cool that he's back. And also they're bringing back the character of Tommy Doyle, who was the little boy that Jamie Lee Curtis babysit in the, um, in the first movie. And he was played by Paul Rudd in one of the mid-90s movies, but Paul Rudd was too busy to reprise his role for this one. 
uh, I guess he's probably doing uh, Ghostbusters <laughs> 3 or whatever. Uh, so they got Anthony Michael Hall, which is a definite downgrade, <laughs> but still. Um, I don't know, and it, it, it's interesting that they did this and Halloween ends, like, back-to-back. So that's you don't really hear about that for horror movies. I don't know, that just intrigues me for some reason. I'm hoping that means they got, like, a pretty, like, uh, laid-out narrative that's... Uh, you know, smart, but probably not. Because, uh, yeah, it's written by David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Um, of course. Just like the last one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's going to be fun to have a movie like this come out around Halloween time. That's really the only reason to have it on here. I like seeing horror movies around Halloween time. And it's going to be fun. Is Judy Greer back? She's back, yeah. Judy Greer's back. Uh, pretty much everyone who lived through the last one is back. Um... Yeah, it's just same old shit, but whatever. It'll be fun. Even if it's bad, it'll be fun. There you go. Halloween kills. Sean, what do you got? Yeah, uh, for me, the movie I am looking forward to in my number six spot is called Judas and the Black Messiah. Which I was a little worried about putting it on because I didn't know when we were going to do this podcast. It does come out... In like a week. <laughs> um, but it's on HBO Max, so it's actually going to come out. And that's cool. And it sounds uh, really interesting. It uh, is a movie about um, a, a petty criminal played by Lakeith Stanfield, who uh, is pressured by the FBI. Uh, in this case, represented by FBI agent Roy Mitchell, played by Jesse Plemons to uh, infiltrate the Black Panther Party and take down uh, the chairman, uh, Fred Hampton, who's played by Daniel Kaluuya in this. Um, You may have seen Fred Hampton recently in The Trial of the Chicago 7. But he was a uh, hugely influential uh, figure in American politics uh, that has been uh, not talked about much. Uh, At least he's not someone I learned about really in school. And of course, the whole Black Panther movement uh, is something that has been sort of brushed aside as a uh, militant uh, seditionist thing, which is actually really not what the Black Panther movement was all about. Um, so I'm excited that this sort of story is being told. Uh, it's got a great cast. Uh, Martin Sheen also up in this bitch as J. Edgar Hoover. So uh, should be a good time. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's a big enough deal that, it, you know, it's featured heavily in the HBO Max, like, trailer. <laughs> and they're, they're actually putting it out. So I can watch it, and that's cool. I think it'll be eligible for the Oscars, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that the, the, any movie released from, you know, January 1st of last year to, like, the end of February is eligible for, uh, for Oscars. Which is wild. So this could potentially be an Oscar contender as well, as well if it's good. Yeah. the uh, The only thing I'm not a hundred percent sure on is the director. Uh, Shocker King uh, has directed some episodes of Shrill and People of Earth, two shows that I know people like that uh, I, th- I don't think any of us have ever watched. I've watched uh, maybe most. Watched I've watched most of Shrill. I kind of lost interest in the middle of the second season. Well, there you go. I guess it's all right. seen some of Shaka King's work. Sure. Um, but, 
there's a there's a lot of another just like um just like passing there's a lot of positive hype coming out of sundance uh so i'm looking forward to checking this one out all right so my number six i'm looking at i don't think it's gonna come out this year it's supposed to in november but it's uh it's clifford the big red dog which (laughs) came out with a trailer that showed clifford and he's just like a regular looking dog but he's like pretty big and he's all red I feel like people were kind of disturbed by how he looked. And it's hard to put your fingers on why <laughs> it looks weird. Maybe it'll... I don't know. I don't know if it's going to look less weird or more weird when he's like actually interacting with people in like a town. I feel like he doesn't actually look red. It just looks like they like, you know... <sighs> shifted the color on the dog that too it doesn't look like a red dog yeah it looks like a dog that's been manipulated <laughs> like, couldn't they have made it a more natural looking shade of red i don't know so i guess well, what then I'm... you're then you're getting to sonic the hedgehog realism that's there. that's the thing i feel like there was some backlash against the look of clifford in this teaser trailer now they're gonna have to revamp it and so it won't end up coming out until 2022 he needs to be brighter. I'm looking at um, just pictures. Maybe in the, it's better in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But like like uh, like Matt was saying, this looks very much like they took a Labrador Retriever, <laughs> a blonde dog, and have pitch shift him down into a red. Yeah. Uh, which is just not great. Also, he's like a puppy. Yeah, that's weird. Well, by the end of the movie, he's gonna be fucking huge. <laughs> Dude, is he? Gonna, do you be... think he's gonna fight Kong? <laughs> he's gonna fight Kong. <laughs> yeah. Well, in in the at the very end of the movie, in the post credit sequence, they're gonna be like, "This isn't even his final form." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you can totally take him. Yeah, I think so. Oh wow, D- Clifford's David Allen Greer. That's a big role for him. Hell yeah! Yeah, good, good for him. Does Clifford I'll talk? S- I, okay, I'm never. watching the trailer. This <laughs> is a 20 second teaser. I'm watching it on mute, so I can yeah. Listen feel to you free to watch the whole and thing. what and what is standing out to me is that it's while it, they took a real dog, they are doing CG animation on it because that is not a realistic looking bark. I've seen enough of Call of the Wild <laughs> to know that that was a CG dog bark at least. Mm-hmm. So. Man, Maybe the whole dog is CG. In which case, they can just pitch it up. <laughs> brighten him up. Yeah. Hashtag love big. <laughs> <laughs> that was very carefully chosen. You can't use hashtag big love anymore. That one's been ruined, and you don't want kids using that. So yeah, I mean, I look forward to future trailers of seeing uh, whether the look of Clifford will uh, be altered in any way before the release of this movie. <laughs> Man, I is wish anyone it... else interesting in this, or is it just fucking geriatric David Allen Greer as Clifford the dog? Uh, I saw John Cleese is in it. Keenan um, Thompson. Yeah. Paul Rodriguez. Tony Hale. Tony Hale. Wow, they. They went old. <laughs> a lot of old John Cleese. Yeah. Uh, yeah, even Keenan Thompson's super old for being like an SNL guy. He's old for a young person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rosie Perez, yeah. Yeah, Rosie Perez. She's got to be in her 50s. I was looking at the director, and it's the same director of Wild Hogs and Old Dogs. It's oh, a God. shame they couldn't have called this Big Dogs. <laughs> Big Dogs. <laughs> so... 
So they, they cast someone who only knows how to work with older actors. That's why we have <laughs> Yeah, this cast. guy, he knows how to work with senior citizens. So, because uh, he did it on Wild Hogs and Old Dogs. <laughs> he's good with the elderly. So that's why he's doing Clifford. Okay, after hearing that that guy directed this movie, I think this should probably be higher, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's for babies. So, sure, you know, who cares? Can't get you that know, bad let the, about let it. Let the babies have their big, their big doggy movie. Yeah. That's for the babies. I got one for the boomers, you guys. Um, the Beatles Get Back documentary hmm. is coming out this summer from Peter Jackson. So we can finally see, what if the Beatles made Let It Be and had fun this time? <laughs> instead of it being stressful. Uh, it seems like that's kind of the angle is like Peter Jackson has gone back through all the footage shot for the Let It Be movie and wants to show that the Beatles were still, you know, friends. They were still having fun working on music and creating. It wasn't all just, you know, hissy fits while making Let It Be. Um, and that's a little weird because I feel like you got to show it all. Like, I would kind of just like to see more footage because, um, I feel like the original Let It Be movie, which you can only really find from, like, bootleg copies uploaded to the internet, is, like, 80 minutes. It's, like, and it's just kind of, I don't know, it, it, you feel like you're missing out on a lot. So I don't mind them including, like, them fighting, like, if that's what was happening. But it doesn't really seem like Paul McCartney will allow for that to happen. And also, this is on Disney, which is weird. Like, do the, does Disney own the Beatles now? Like, I don't know. Um, but I'm excited. Like, they released that little teaser just of them kind of, like, jamming. I'm like, yeah, I could just watch this for, like, four hours. That's just them, like, dicking around. The greatest band in the world just dicking around. Hell yeah. I'll watch that. I'll watch the shit out of that. Is is Peter Jackson doing, um, the, uh, the They Will Never Grow Old technology on this? Where he's, like, adding frames and... I think similar. Increasing the resolution. I, I feel like that's where he got his inspiration for it or something. Well, I... I, he's doing something. The footage he released, because, you know, there's that little YouTube teaser, it looks really good. So he's definitely doing something to, like, make it look hella nice. <laughs> Which will be cool, because I've seen the original Let It Be, and it looks like shit. Uh, I mean, granted, it was probably, like, a VHS rip. But I would love to see this stuff remastered and actually look good. So yeah, dude, I'm down. I'm sure this will probably get me back into the Beatles for a couple months, and I'll just be jamming on it. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm just glad to see Peter Jackson working on a project that he, you know, it's like, oh, I'm having fun. I'm not just super stressed <laughs> out trying to save the economy of New Zealand. <laughs> so, it's all about having fun on this project. I every time I see him, I feel like doing the Hobbit trilogy just fundamentally broke something in peter jackson yeah like it's gonna be a while so he has to, he could do like a regular narrative film again it seems like because it seems like he just gave everything to make sure that would happen um it's, but uh, that's fine this is a fun project it's brutal i'm glad that paul mccartney's on board and that it'll be easy to see those are all <laughs> yeah. good so yeah Beatles get back august 27th uh, I also wanted to feature a uh, iconic, ancient uh, British property with my number five pick. So that's where I put No Time to Die, which is the <laughs> latest uh, James Bond movie. Um, so I looked at Universal Slate, and a movie like F9, Fast and Furious 9, uh, could very easily slip into 2022, I think. 
Um, it got pushed a whole year last time. They could choose to delay it again. Right now, it's supposed to come out in May. I just don't see it happening. No Time to Die already got pushed back in 2021 to October. Um, and I think they're going to find some way to get this movie out because uh, one of the main selling points of a James Bond movie now is the product placement. And there is a lot of technology product placement in No Time to Die. <laughs> and the technology companies that have their products featured are worried because they are now woefully out of date. <laughs> Uh, James Bond has an old, embarrassing cell phone and an old, embarrassing laptop in No Time to Die. And um, <laughs> that's, that goes against the brand. So they are already... I've seen articles talking about they might be hiring CG artists to go in and update James Bond's technology to be more uh, cutting edge and in line with what the sponsors want people to see. And if they're at the point where they're doing that and they've delayed it three times already, I think that No Time to Die is going to actually be released in 2021. It's a period piece. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they'll just shoot a few more scenes with some updated tech and references. Like, he'll have to check, like, the Wall Street bets, Reddit, and stuff, you know, just trying to keep it it current. Um... Yeah, this is exciting. Now I uh, I got time to uh, to watch the ones I haven't seen. Still got to finish watching those. Nancy, you said you were going to do a rewatch at some point, right? Well, I was in anticipation of this movie two years ago. I was doing a rewatch. <laughs> so are you going to do another one? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I still have the only one I haven't watched is Spectre. So maybe I'll watch oh, that yes. in September. <laughs> Uh, and we were talking about Billie Eilish earlier I think it is interesting she is Grammy nominated for the song she did for this movie so there is a chance even though the Grammys have historically always been way behind current events there is a chance she could win a Grammy for her original song for a movie that still won't come out for another six months after the Grammys (laughs) that is insane that's crazy what I wonder is this does that somehow disqualify the song from being nominated for best song at the Oscars in 2022? I don't know how the Oscars. That, that's another interesting wrinkle, I don't know isn't why it? It would. I guess yeah. Well, it just like I feel like the Oscars look for any chance to disqualify a song it's for true. some reason. <laughs> They're picky. They're but it seems like they've though. been less picky lately because of having to compromise because of the pandemic. Yeah, so that'd be cool. Should have an Oscar. And, well, she's already got a bunch of Grammys. She's going for that Speed EGOT. running her to an Speed EGOT. Speed running her yeah. EGOT. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, dude. I'm excited for this. It, hopefully it's at least better than Spectre. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for that much. Just to be like a little better than Spectre. <laughs> yeah. A, a nice send-off for Daniel Craig would be great. And, I think he's... And just it. let us just let us know if Rami Malek is Dr. No or not, okay? That's all I really care about. <laughs> he probably is, right? He's got to be. It's amazing they've kept the secret this long. That makes me think he has it. I feel like it would have come out <laughs> if they found out he's Dr. No. But I don't know. Maybe not. Alright, so my number five is another villain origin story. It is oh. Snake Eyes. 
Oh god, yeah. Prequel. <laughs> oh, Snake Eyes the bad one? What's the good ninja called? No, Snake Eyes is the good one. Storm I don't know. Shadow's the bad one. I'm not. Snake Eyes. Storm Shadow. Snake yeah. Eyes is a, is a good guy. Okay. Yeah. It's confusing because the bad guys are Cobra and his name is Snake. All right. Yeah, I think that's what <laughs> I assumed was that this was Cobra's origin. Yeah, he's, he's the good guy. All, all right. Also, you sorry. might be thinking he's a bad guy because Snake Eyes is played by uh, Ray Park. Yeah. We that a dick pic earlier. The ultimate bad guy. Famous villain in film and real life. <laughs> Ray Park. <laughs> But who's uh, Snake Eyes now, Colin? Ooh, it's Henry Golding, who, you know, ah, people like. The villain of The Gentleman. <laughs> uh, you say so. Uh, you know what his name was in that? Um, no. <laughs> Dry Eye. Dry Eye. People love his beautiful eyes, I guess. Uh <laughs> Anyways, yeah, this is, uh, I guess, a spinoff of the G.I. Joe film series, which, as we all know, took the world by storm in the late 2000s. <laughs> They're so good. Early 2010s. God, we just couldn't get enough of G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, and G.I. Joe, Retaliation. I, I like that each of these movies seem to have a wholly different cast, though. Yeah, just because they can't <laughs> get anyone to come back. <laughs> It's not just cast, it's also, like, the, cr- the creative team also just, like, gets the fuck out of there after making one of them. Although, uh, Lorenzo D. Bonaventura is, has produced all of them. Who's directing? Uh, ooh, that would be Robert Schwentke. He has directed such films as Red and R.I.P.D. and some of the ooh. Divergent movies. Ooh, more than one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, this will... I doubt this will be good. But uh, it's its supposedly coming out uh, this year. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll see. Scheduled for a theatrical release in October. Uh, I mean, you got to give it this, though. Yeah. Just ninjas. Just ninjas fighting people with guns. That's cool. It is. It is cool in theory, sure. What I wonder is, um, Henry Golding is playing a character uh, well known for never taking off its mask. So what are they going to do? Is he just going to have it always off? Is it going to be one of those deals? Like I, it's Dredd. more acceptable now. Judge Dredd did it. Uh, the Mandalorian does it. Okay, yeah. Sometimes. You can have one scene where he takes off his mask and he's really vulnerable. And then the rest of the time he can keep it on. Deadpool wears his mask most of the time. Yeah, yeah Deadpool does it. I'm digging some of these characters that I don't know. Like, I see Eco UIs from, uh, you know, the Raid movies is playing a character called Hard Master, which is is a great name. (laughs) (laughs) There's also Blind Master, so there's a lot of masters in this movie. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. (laughs) Uh, All right. John, what's your number four? My number four, okay, I, I lied earlier when I said I had no A24 because I forgot this movie is an A24 movie. I also really doubt it'll come out, but everything says it's coming out this year. And that's the tragedy of Macbeth, uh, the new Cohen brother movie. Just Joel Cohen, not Ethan. He was tired from doing a play, so he didn't. he's not doing this one. He's not helping out. 
Just Joel. Uh, 824 telling a Macbeth. Don't know if it's like in the past or modern day. Don't know if it's uh, sticking to the original like uh, you know text verbatim. Not sure. What I do know is it stars Denzel Washington as Macbeth, which is pretty cool. And Francis McDormand as Lady Macbeth. And other cool people are here too, like Dudley, <laughs> Harry Melling. He's been popping up a lot lately. And Ralph Innocen from The Witch. And it's black and white, which is, wow, they're, this is definitely like not a commercial movie. So I'm, I'm into that. Um, I think the real question, is this going to be able to top the definitive version of Macbeth, which is our sixth grade elementary school production? <laughs> You guys remember that? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was just thinking about that the other day. And yeah. that was funny that we all did that. And how I love that Lady Macbeth in the most pivotal scene in the whole play. In our class, Nancy played Lady Macbeth. Oh, yeah. I think I remember I wanted to be Lady Macbeth only because somebody else wanted to be Lady yeah, Macbeth. Yeah, I feel like he wanted to do it for also Brit conventions. Like, a man can play Lady Macbeth. I really pissed off someone else. How, how was it uh, preparing for what is essentially the biggest scene in the play? Did I scream? Was that tough for you? No, no, what, no. But you, you did the, the, the hands scene. You know, like, the hands, the hands are stained with blood. That's like the biggest scene in the whole play. Was that hard kill. for you to, to prepare for? No. No? I'm really good. <laughs> You're really good? Yeah. <laughs> so humble. Uh, some other thoughts I have about those productions. Um... Sean, you had the best costume out of anyone in any version of the play as Banquo. So, well done. Oh. Uh, well, didn't you worry well, it's because yeah. my dad's a, a Morris man, so I had access to all yeah. sorts of tunics and whatnot. I just Sean, remember everyone else Sean had, like, using a little, his Morris, had, like, a using little... Sean Morris privilege. Morris <laughs> privilege. <laughs> like, and, like, I was also Banquo in ours, and, like, I had this, like, lame-ass kilt, and then I see Sean in some majestic costume. It was, like, amazing. He went all out. Connor, remember you had a lab coat because you were a doctor. I was a doctor, and all doctors <laughs> have worn lab coats throughout history. This is well known. <laughs> and I remember that you guys had uh, Jason Dolander, who just did a scream. That was his whole role in the play. How did that he, happen exactly? I feel like he just really wanted to do it, and we all let him do it because he was able to do the loudest scream, <laughs> and it was pretty terrifying it was so loud i also remember him like like in my memory he's like hiding when he did like he head behind something so you couldn't see him so you could just hear the scream yeah. well that's i mean she dies off screen yeah, but he's like that's, so fucking doing the loud too <laughs> <laughs> i played the scream in Macbeth. uh so yeah that's definitely the version to beat uh, for this mm-hmm. new Cohen Cohen brother Macbeth movie coming out, it's really it's interesting to think that 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 is the Shakespeare play that they chose for us to do in fifth grade because Macbeth is so heavy. Like, um, I mean, well, I guess you could do like Midsummer Night's Dream if you want to do something lighter. There are so many lighter. I mean, he Any has of the a whole comedies, yeah. like yeah, a whole group of comedies. Comedy strategies and histories. He's done, he does all three. Why do we got to focus on the tragedies? Um, it's I'm I'm excited to see Denzel coming back. Uh, I don't think he's done Shakespeare since Much Ado About Nothing. Um, but he's a stud in that. I'm sure he'll be great as 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 Big Mac. Uh, this is cool. I didn't know about this. Yeah, dude. All right, what do we got? This is uh, number four, right? Yes. 
Yeah, so there are actually four Marvel movies slated to come out this year. We have Black Widow in May. Shang-Chi got bumped up. It's supposed to come out in July. Eternals, for some reason, is now all the way in November. And then uh, the Spider-Man Far From Home sequel is slated for December. Of those four, I only think Black Widow will actually be released in 2021. And I don't know how they're going to do it because they're saying they don't want to put it on Disney+. Plus. They don't even want to do the, like, you can pay money to see it on Disney+, Plus thing. Um, but with WandaVision coming out and uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, not, not far out, uh, Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe has kicked off. And uh, there's the you, you can't you can't put the uh, the genie back in the bottle. I think they gotta keep it moving. They've got too many movies queued up. Uh, I mean, for goodness sake, Sony has fucking Venom and Mobius, Morbius and Spider-Man all supposedly coming out this year. So Marvel's gonna have to put something out, and Black Widow's the obvious one that they they're gonna have to shit it out on Disney Plus probably. Uh, and just make it happen, and they're going to probably lose money on it. It's going to suck. And they're going to take the lesson they're going to take from that is that women can't star in superhero movies, which sucks. But I still, uh, even though Eternals was the one I put on my list in 2020, uh, I still am excited for Black Widow. I think I've become much more excited just because I went a whole year and a half now without a Marvel movie. Uh, which has been a, a great like recharging of my interest in this uh, in this universe. Uh, after feeling pretty content and concluded at the end of Endgame, and then doubly so at the end of Spider-Man: Far From Home. Um, so I don't know when, I don't know how, uh, but Black Widow is is going to be out this year, and it's my fourth most anticipated movie of it. Yeah, dude. I like that we're getting deep into, like, villains, too, that, like, I don't even fucking, like, know who this guy is. Isn't, like, the villain of Black Oh, Widow? Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Yeah, I barely I've know spent who that a is. a lot of time with Taskmaster, because he's one of the two villains available in Marvel's The Avengers. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. On PS4 and uh So, and Xbox what's the deal one. with Taskmaster, Sean? Uh, he's got the ability to copy the abilities of people... Okay. He's like so, like he can fight good with shields, like Captain America, and he can fight good with wings, like Falcon. I don't know. He's like he's like Kirby. <laughs> he's like Kirby. <laughs> sucking people up. Is that the sound Kirby makes? <laughs> well, how do you? How would you do it? <laughs> Kirby. Like a Pokemon, I, I think. I think those like are all acceptable. <laughs> those are all good. Yeah, he makes a bunch of noises. Does he have to do anything to steal people's ability? Does he, do like, does he like, touch them? I don't know. Or does I, he just, I like, look just... at him and be like, I can do that? I think he just, yeah, I think he just has them. Um, at least when you're fighting him in the game, he's just like, you don't stand a chance. Okay. He's not like, cool, show me your moves. It seems like they're doing the thing, too, just kind of looking at the cast, we're like... One of the characters you think is a good guy will actually turn out to be the Taskmaster. That's my prediction. Because they don't list who's, who's playing him, so I bet it's going to be a good guy. It's like, oh, I'm actually Taskmaster. That's my guess. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Colin, what do we got? Uh, so my number four is Mortal Kombat. 
They're making oh, another so one. Fucking sweet. <laughs> See, my only thing is, despite what anybody says, I think that first movie is like mm-hmm. a pretty good adaptation of the game. Like, you, I don't think you can really get much better than that. So what? What are we even doing here? No idea. I haven't been able to find much on it. There's like a few quick like scenes of it in the trailer that. Uh, warner brothers put out for hbo max of like we're releasing all these movies this year there's there's just like a few shots of sub-zero i think in one of them he's making an ice sword but otherwise i don't really know what's going on with this mortal Kombat movie they just had to make it i guess i'll tell you something that confuses me i noticed looking at the cast a lot of names i don't really know but i know yeah. i vaguely know hiroyuki sonata because we watched um wasn't he in Speed Racer? We watched that this hmm. year. I don't know. Well, he's in stuff, but he like okay. I'm looking. Was he in Speed Racer? Yeah, he was. Um, like he's like a real like actor, and he's been in like Shakespeare and all sorts of like Japanese movies, and he's playing mm-hmm. fucking Scorpion. Scorpion doesn't say anything. He just kills people. He says, "Get over here." <laughs> so it's like, are Scorpion and Sub Zero gonna like be taking off like their masks and like talking like real characters? Like I don't know. I'm I don't know if that works. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. I mean, I think he's interesting because he's also a stunt guy. Oh, like, okay. He, I, I know he's casting a lot of things because he can fight good with a sword. Like that's why he's in Westworld and The Last Samurai. Uh, that guy gets around. Okay, I mean, it is good to see like a movie that has like um, a lot of Asian actors in it. Sure. Um, but at the same time, it's like we already did this movie this isn't like a great property in terms of like storytelling yeah it's like do even do 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 gamers even care about mortal Kombat that much at this point i don't think it's much oh i guess well sean would be the the that so yeah they do all right they keep coming out with the games they're 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 big yeah okay I mean, HBO Max, I'm definitely going to see it. Hell yeah, dude. I'm going to probably watch the first one beforehand and then watch this one, watch them back to back. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, I don't have I don't have any kind of real expectations for a new Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, if they have the theme, it'll be uh, then I'm all for it. I'm sure I'm you'll get pumped in, like, the opening credits if it's got the theme. Oh, my <laughs> God. If they do that. It'll be downhill fuck. from there, probably. Yeah, dude. Oh, well. They should have got uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in this. I was just like reading about how the original one was supposed to be... The original game was supposed to be a Jean-Claude Van Damme video game. <laughs> but they couldn't... He didn't want to do it. So they just replaced his character with... Uh, what is it? Johnny Cage or his name is. Oh, and it, interesting. And then it just became a totally different thing. So it would have been funny if they like brought him back. Because I'm sure he'd love to be in something like this now. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Wasn't Michael J. White trying to make a Mortal Kombat movie for, like, a fucking decade? Yes, yes. He wanted to be... Uh, was Jax his name? Isn't Jax a character yeah. in this new movie? Yeah, he's in it. Hell yeah. Is it Michael J. White? No, it's Makad Brooks. I'm sure Michael J. White is so pissed. Probably, <laughs> yeah. I don't, this guy's mostly been in TV stuff. Maybe he'll still get to make his Jax fan film or something. Um, can only hope. Okay, um, my number, number three. three, we already kind of touched on it, and now I'm definitely yeah, having my doubts that it's absolutely 100% not coming out based off what Sean said. I, I put the new Spider-Man movie on here 
Just because, like, I thought they were confident because they gave it an actual date. They didn't just say this year. But it's like, we haven't heard anything about, like, actual filming of this movie. Like, it seems like they're still announcing cast. So it's like, are you really going to pull this together by December 17th? They're not even announcing it. It's all leaks, isn't it? Oh, is it leaks? Well, I, okay, I don't know. I'm I'm really hoping it does, but like it's it just doesn't seem like it will. It just seems like they'll move it at the last second. Well, I wonder, it's, especially it's already on like it's like December twenty second. It's slated to come out. The seventeenth, like, no room. Seventeenth, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, uh, regardless, if it actually comes out, I mean, this is pretty exciting that it's like okay, everybody is is in this. Throw a name out, we'll put them in it. Sure, why not? Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin gonna be in it? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? We'll, we'll think about it. I mean, they put Alfred Molina in it. That's insane. And and Tobey Maguire and uh, it's just crazy. I love that the Spider Verse movie opened everyone's eyes, and be like, okay, yeah, we can just do it all, and people like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't get too out of hand because of that, because of the fact they can have everybody. But I don't know. Um, I think they're setting up. Maybe, maybe I think they're setting up the Sinister Six because now we've now had a lot of the villains who are a part of the Sinister Six in Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have had Morbius and Venom too by the time we get to this one, anyway. Yeah, I mean, because there's a lot of guys like Venom has been in Sinister Six at some point in time, so you could throw him in there if you want. I think the big ones the fact that they're bringing back Electro, you know, got Doctor Octopus. The last movie was had Mysterio. He's in the Sinister Six. I think the question is, are we bringing back Sandman, or are we subbing him out? You know, do people want that Sandman mm. fix again? I would like to see Sandman. I don't think people are that nostalgic about the third one. I mean, they are for the memes, I guess. So I don't know <laughs> if they'd bring back him. But aren't they bringing back, supposedly, Andrew Garfield? Cool. I, guess, well, I guess I already said they're yeah. bringing back uh, Jimmy Fox. Like, nobody gives a shit about those movies. So Yeah, all bets are off. Yeah, all bets are off, dude. This I is just hope he's skateboards. Skateboards, yeah. Hopefully there's skateboards. Uh, hopefully the Jackass guys are in it. You know, hopefully Clifford's in it. You know, we'll see. <laughs> Anything's possible. That'd be so fucking sweet if Clifford's in this. <laughs> He's so big. Just crushes a bunch of buildings. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! If Clifford some uh, Iron Man armor, <laughs> why not? <laughs> I'm just all about how big Clifford is, you guys. It's so not good. even his final form. Not even his final form. <laughs> You're going to get... Uh, uh, what's his face from the Godzilla movies? Uh, Watanabe. What's his name? Ken? Yeah, Ken Watanabe is going to show up. And be like, this is not even his final form. Oh, so good. I would love it if he was in Clifford. Just super serious. Alright, Calm, what do you got? Or Sean. Uh, yeah, it's I Sean. I can't keep it. Sorry, Sean. Oh, yeah. Um, no, that's okay. Mine is the Suicide Squad. Uh, so if you remember, James Gunn got fired by Disney uh, before they rehired him. He managed to make a deal with DC to, I guess, soft reboot the Suicide Squad uh, in this uh, pseudo-sequel that we'll see Margot Robbie returning as Harley Quinn and Viola Davis returning as Amanda Waller. Uh, but also just brings in a bunch of other people. Um, 
the DC people are so happy about this uh, that they gave the John Cena character from it his own show already, uh, even though no one had seen it yet. Um, there's a long list of comedians who are in it who I think will probably actually die. I think they will actually live up to the Suicide Squad name and kill a bunch of the characters. Uh, you see people like Pete Davidson, uh, Taika Waititi, Nathan Fillion, Flula Borg, uh, Sean Gunn playing a character in this, of course. Uh, I'd, I'd like to imagine a lot of, a lot of those guys are going to just get killed off, and that sounds fun. Um, we also don't know a ton about the plot, but we know it's they're going to someplace in uh, South America to uh, hunt down uh, former Nazis, which sounds uh, sounds good, sounds appropriate for uh, for these uh, these characters, this type of story. I still have no idea what to make of the uh, DC extended universe and its continued existence. Um, especially with the Justice League Snyder Cut coming out in uh, in a few, I guess, weeks at this point. Um, but uh, I like James Gunn's superhero movies a whole lot, and I'm looking forward to uh, the third Guardians of the Galaxy when, whenever we get to that, probably 2023 now at least. Um and uh, hopefully this will help fill fill that void in the meantime. I love that we're getting some like bizarro characters too, like Polka Dot Man. That sounds hilarious. And uh, we're going to see King Shark, which is going to be super fun. <laughs> and I like John Cena's described his character as a douchey Captain America. So like if Captain America was an asshole. So that sounds really good. Yeah, it just sounds super fun. I think he described it as, like, it's the Dirty Dozen, but if it was, like, a superhero movie. I'm like, okay, hell yeah, I'm on board, dude. And, yeah, I think it's going to – people are going to die. It's going to be R-rated. It's not going to have stupid, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody sing-alongs. Yeah, they're not going to bring the people who edited the trailer in to re-edit the whole movie like <laughs> the trailer. Now it's a comedy. See, look, now we've got Eminem music in it. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> It just seems. It just sounds so much better. I'm excited. Why won't the studio come in and fuck this one up too? Oh, well, I think just not there's just there's David Ayer. I mean, they definitely don't. But there's so. I think there's a lot more confidence in James Gunn because he has a proven track record with a similar concept. You know, the Guardians movies, very successful. Basically, the same kind of idea of like a motley crew working together. Um, also. The original one just had the unique problem of people very positively reacted to that trailer, and they were like, "Well, sh- well, shit, that's not the movie we made." And I think there was still pressure to try to connect it to the tone of like you know Man of Steel and stuff. They're still trying to make it a part of that world. You know, it had Ben Affleck Batman in it, so now that that pressure's off to, for it to be its own thing, I think they don't feel the need to fuck with it. Yeah, especially since Harley Quinn was such a different movie too and it's the same character so yeah they've given they've given up basically is the reason (laughs) they won't fuck with it i'm excited for that very much so Um, all right so let's let's stay on dc for a little bit uh my number three is uh it's it's the snyder cut it's Zack snyder's justice league (laughs) oh boy 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 
it could have been my number one. I just, I don't have enough invested in these DC movies at this point. I kind of checked out after Man of Steel, but it's after just... After the first one? Yeah, basically. <laughs> really actually, the yeah, this, this sucks about. <laughs> it's like, what? Am I going to go see Batman versus Superman? No. You were right. Yeah. I don't know what. How bad was the original Justice League? It seemed like it was okay, actually. Honestly, it seems like it could still end up being better than whatever this fucking four-hour monster <laughs> is. <laughs> I think was there a, already a director's cut or something out? I forget. Or this is no. That no, was I'm thinking Don Justice. Don Justice had an extended cut. Yeah. Okay, Which just so made our... the movie have make narrative sense, but it didn't really make it any better. <laughs> it was a full story, from what I recall. Um, I don't really it, remember be, Justice League at all. It'll be really interesting to see um, how different it feels, because um, obviously Joss Whedon has been fully thrown under the bus for justice league um the narrative has shifted so much from he came in and did some reshoots and kind of brought it home to like everything wrong in the movie was his idea uh and 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 of course we won't really even fully know because uh zach snyder had the privilege of bringing people back in for his own reshoots Mm -hmm. um so uh, already, that's better than uh, than what Joss Whedon had, where they couldn't even uh, shave a mustache, you know, for for his reasons. <laughs> they were, they were, he was under the he was under the gun the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, and and Zack Snyder's able to make decisions like, oh, it's going to be a four part miniseries. Actually, nah, it's just a movie. Uh, he's just doing whatever he wants. He's getting hundreds of millions of dollars to somehow try to salvage this film, which even if it works, like what then if 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 somehow he's made this into a good movie, that's almost bad. Still at the point, yeah, that's like bad for filmmaking. If it's a better movie, like you can only hope it's worse. I didn't even think about that. I think it'll probably be about the same. I haven't probably. seen Justice League. I plan on watching them back to back. I plan on watching Justice League the day before, whenever I decide to watch the new Justice League. But it's like, this is just wild, man. So they brought in a guy, Joss Whedon, to do reshoots, and now they're going, getting the original director to do reshoots of the reshoots, essentially. <laughs> like, how does that work? Like, how does that become a good movie? And and the weird thing, like, that I see is, like, there's characters that, like, I didn't see Justice League. I see Martian Manhunter is in this now. Was he even in Justice League? Yeah, no. I think I read that some people, you know, came in to film new scenes. We got some new Jared Leto. Jared Leto Joker came back. Yeah. He did? Uh, that's what I'm reading, yeah. Well, was he yeah. Was he in Justice League? No. Because he's, he's in the cast of the Snyder Cut. Oh. Um, um, how I imagine it's going to break down is it'll be like Batman be like, oh, hey, guys, here's one thing that also happened to me once. And then it'll just be a whole <laughs> sequence of like some flashback of him fighting the Joker. That's what I imagine. Because <laughs> how else could you do it, right? You Hope can't like, naturally... Stick integrate them into the uh into the movie dark side is in it now or dark seed or whatever his name is huh he maybe he'll be in the, like there to just be like go get him Stephen wolf <laughs> i don't know 
This is this is this is the, one of the craziest things that's ever happened. Yeah, like, what? and it's like. What? Zack Snyder doesn't direct good movies. It's not like he's some genius that had his vision ripped away from him. <laughs> like, well, that's the entire narrative of this entire saga. I know it's, it's insane. Which, yeah, and it's been factually disproven by the fact that he had to spend hundreds of millions of dollars and bring all the actors back to reshoot things. Like the 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 narrative that made this happen was, oh, he's got a cut. It's just sitting on the shelf. And they won't release it, and that's. It's totally not true. He, it's, it's taken years and millions and and all and he, and it's like, what are we gonna do if what if, if it's better? We're fucked. <laughs> Everything's fucked. Why is it fucked? Why is it fucked? Because then it means it, it that if uh, fans don't like a movie from the franchise uh, that they like, then they can demand from studios and filmmakers that they remake a better version of the movie that they want. I guess, I guess, but it'll be really hard. You're 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 gonna have to assume every time that. You're gonna have to make up the lie that there's the better cut is just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I, I do realize that this is a very special circumstance yeah. because the the original movie had such a troubled production. So yeah. I guess it, it I is a little hard like, to imagine that happening again. I don't think it's gonna be like the GoFundMe for the Last Jedi remake or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. but but that's the next one though. I feel like if this does well, we might be hearing things of oh. The sequel trilogy is not canon anymore. I, I've, I have seen, I don't know where these are coming from, but I've seen, you know, some sponsored Facebook posts that are like, you know, I've seen a lot more rumors in the last month that say that, which I don't believe any of these websites are credible, but it's it's, it's interesting right. that that, yeah, that that's, narrative that's, is that's, still being pushed four years later. I, I mean, that's what I was saying about um, fucking the Snyder Cut for for however many years this was justice league was what 2017 up until his last year was confirmed right so it was like that was two years me being like that's all bullshit that's just fans being weirdos and then it happened and i don't even know anymore anything can happen now i i feel like the difference between that and star wars is there's still like you know the Star Wars movies still like Last Jedi still was extremely profitable and uh, popular. It's just you know and critically acclaimed. And critically acclaimed. So like Justice League was none of those things. And you know you have the vocal minority, but I feel like it was a vocal majority because nobody really cared that much. If you didn't care about Justice League, you you weren't like defending it. You just moved on with your life. Right. Uh-huh. And even if you sort of liked it, yeah. fucking Joss Whedon being as problematic as he ended up being <laughs> makes it pretty hard to want to defend it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think there's any... But if you're that passionate about Justice League, you're an asshole anyways. <laughs> so it's it's like not... I don't feel like there's the... Uh, I mean, maybe the Joss Whedon diehards are out there somewhere, but nobody cares about them. <laughs> let it go, Joss Whedon people. Mm-hmm. I used to be like you. Just let him go. It's not worth it. Uh, now I feel like this should have been my number one. This is such a, <laughs> such a hot, hot, hot topic. But uh... man, Zach Zack Snyder's busy this year. You know, he's got another movie coming out on Netflix, Army of the Dead. 
It's his, it's a spiritual sequel to Dawn, his Dawn of the Dead, hmm. written by James Gunn. It's already been greenlit for a prequel. <laughs> also, did you guys hear about? Did you guys hear Fuck about this, this guy? Uh, did you guys hear about um, how Chris Delia or however you say his name Chris was Delia, in Army? Yeah. yeah, was in Army of the Dead, and then they like digitally cut him out and replaced him with Dignit- with Tignataro using technology. Tignataro, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, but like, they didn't like reshoot anyone else's stuff. They just put her in the movie now. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how that works. Um, Alright, so yeah. you're number two, John. Well, it's not Army of the Dead, or Army of the Dead, colon, the prequel, as it's currently being called. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Don't really have much to add to that. Yeah. Um, August 6th. That seems to be James Gunn's, like, uh, James Gunn movies come out in August. <laughs> it's like the, the rule. Yeah, um, yeah it'll, be, it'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, Sean, you're number two. Yeah, I'm also staying in the HBO Max family. Um, this one's the one where I'm like, this this has a lot of slip into 2022 potential. But uh, HBO seems so confident in their Warner Brothers release slate um, that uh, that their big December movie I'm putting on my list. Right now, it's just called Matrix. You just had to spoil my sucks. number one pick. I knew it was going to spoil it. <laughs> It really needs to be the Matrix, you know, revisited or whatever. They need to keep the naming trend going. Uh, you can even call it Matrix Rebooted, and I'd be happy. Uh, just calling it the Matrix sucks. But, yeah, John, you've been going on a whole Matrix revisiting journey. So I, I'm interested why you're so hyped for this one. Um, well, I was just kind of digging through old episodes of Blank Check recently and i was like i should listen to these matrix ones i never listened to those because uh i never was a huge fan of the matrix movies outside of the first one i saw the second one didn't really care for it never saw the third one so I'm like i should i should give those a shot because david sims on blank check loves he worships the matrix movies and it's like they're not as bad as everyone says and so you know i did some reading i listened to those podcasts and then i rewatched the uh the first and the second one and saw the third one for the first time two days ago and they're, I enjoyed them all. Like even the second, even the third one, which everyone hates, I think is just as good as the second one. I, I love the world of the Matrix. It's very complex. There's a lot of thought put into it. It's very interesting. Um, you know, lots of double guns, lots of great effects. Even the robots have double guns, you guys. Like, why do the robots need to be holding two guns? I don't know. It's just cool. And just to be in that world right now and then soaking it up and then seeing that there's this new one coming out. Um, I don't know. It's exciting because I don't know what it could be. It's kind of exciting for the same reason Matrix Reloaded was originally exciting. Is none of us really knew what a Matrix sequel could could or should be. Just like I don't know what a Matrix 4 should be. So there's a lot more mystery, I think, around a film like Matrix 4. It's like, what the fuck could it be? Who's in it? Who's who's doing what? Uh, you know, there's some people that are new to the franchise, like Yaya Abdul-Mateen, Neil Patrick Harris, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. It's like, where the hell did they fit into all of this? Um, I'm not excited that they're bringing back the Merovingian. I don't know if you guys remember that character from the Matrix movies. He's like a crime boss within the Matrix. He's like French. 
at the same time, I love that they're bringing back the Merovingian, though, because I, I love that they're bringing back all these dumbass weird characters from these movies. Yeah, I want more of that guy, because I still have, like, what the fuck is the point of this guy? Why is he in this movie? He like, wants power, you know? Like, in the third one, he's like, I want the Oracle's eyes. And we're like, what? What does that mean? You want to, like, rule the, the Matrix? What? I'm like, but it's just, I don't know. It's funny. Like, I love, some, I love the stupid shit in the Matrix movies, too. Um... And it's just crazy. I feel like this wouldn't have happened if Keanu didn't have his big comeback with the John Wick movies. Yeah. Maybe it yeah. would have, but I feel like that's a big part of it. So thank you. He had that, and also the Wachowskis have sort of struggled to get um, get a big hit off the ground with Speed Racer flopping and Jupiter ascending being a disaster. Um, it really did. Like they both those things happening at roughly the same time to seem to queue up a, a, a perfect storm for a sequel um and it is just it is just lana wachowski lily is, right. is taking a break i think she's just burnt out from her most recent um i, I thought project I, from speed racer i thought she was doing a show she did a show but i think that's the oh it's over she's done and she just wants a break i don't think there's like bad blood or something um, and Lana wrote the film with uh, david mitchell who wrote the cloud atlas the book I don't think he worked on the script of the Cloud Atlas movie, though maybe he did. And then um, Alexander Heeman, who's a novelist, who I think maybe worked on an episode of Sense8 or something. So it's like, you know, all these people who who have good working relationships already working together again. And yeah, dude, I'm just excited because I don't know what the fuck this could be. I know they've been filming a lot of, like, uh, people, like, flying around San Francisco the past year or so. That all mm-hmm. looks pretty cool. Keanu's looking pretty cool. He's got the long hair and the beard. Um, I'm going to watch the Animatrix next week so that I can weigh <laughs> in on that, too. I'm just, I'm so into that world right now. There's even a documentary coming out this year from one of my favorite documentary filmmakers, Rodney Asher, called A Glitch in the Matrix. It's going to be about people who believe they're in the Matrix. <laughs> cool. So that's going to be super. That comes out in like two, three weeks. That's going to be sweet. John went. When you watch the Animatrix, I, I would advise not trying to just watch the whole thing in one go. I think it's probably better off if you just watch each segment separately. Uh, I can't do that, Sean. I gotta watch it in one go. But they just they don't go together. <laughs> well, I've seen parts of it before. I just don't remember which ones I've seen. So, I've kind of already seen most of it. Um, I don't know. I just... Well, I mean, then how do I watch it? Why watch one a day? I don't want to do you that. watch one every 72 hours. I think the thing is, I've gotten so into this ritual of, like, watching a Matrix movie every Friday for, like, the past month or so. So, I just feel like I gotta watch it all to, like, so it equals the length of the movie. It just, I don't know. It, it feels like that's the way I need to complete my experience. I get what you're saying, but it's gonna be hard for me to say no. I gotta, I gotta do it in one go. Have you seen the one with the guy who's good at running track? Um, no. I know, I know about all of them, but I haven't seen it, no. That one's my favorite. Okay. I've seen the, the the crappy CGI cutting each other's clothes off. That's one I vividly remember. Right, and they, they showed that one in theaters. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't see because it was attached to Dreamcatcher. I didn't see Dreamcatcher in theaters. Do <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're at Collins number two? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't have to spend too much time on this one. It's uh, we will. Yeah, we probably will because we're such fans. <laughs> Uh, it's the boss, baby. Family business. Uh, 
sequel to the Oscar-nominated film The Boss Baby. Oh. Uh, so I guess in this one, the boss baby, uh, voiced by Alec Baldwin, is all grown up, and he goes to like visit his brother, who I guess he had a contentious relationship with in the first film, and he's also an adult. But he's got a little, uh, he's got a little girl baby, and they're uh, <laughs> the grown-up boss baby goes to visit him, and he's just like, you know, he's still a douche. He's still all about money. And then they learned that uh, this little girl baby, voiced by Amy Sedaris, uh, she's the new boss baby. (laughs) Apparently she can talk and she's got this whole, uh, I don't, I don't, I couldn't even like figure out where her business is. She's got this whole like baby core, corp, I don't know, in, in, uh, I'm not sure if it's in another dimension or if it's underground. I don't know. Anyways, for some reason, she's like, we gotta make you guys into children again. So she shrinks down the grown-up boss baby back into a regular boss baby. and And her dad into a kid again. For reasons getting that, confusing. that I've already... It, it seemed like the, the plot was just very complicated. Uh, it, it was all just a reason so that we could have two boss babies at the same time. <laughs> why can they just like, have another baby? Yeah, it's like, like, I don't understand why it couldn't have just taken place after the first one and have, like, just have their parents have another kid who's a boss baby. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I can't speak to that because I didn't see the first boss baby maybe the ending uh makes it impossible for that type of situation to happen i don't know also it has a netflix spinoff show yeah but those aren't canon right because then if that's true then i have to watch the stupid fast and furious netflix show yeah i don't know i'm sure every franchise has its own rules in regards to to whether tv shows are canon or not (sighs) but yeah uh, should we move on to Sean's number one? I'll say one more fun fact about the Matrix. Okay. My favorite person who's in the Matrix for some reason is Cornell West. Is in the wait, two and three, so hopefully he's back. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, he does the commentaries on the DVDs. Yeah, and he's also a part of the council. I, I hate the council for the most part because they're they're definitely the most boring part of the movie. <laughs> But I love that Cornell West is in it and loves the Matrix. <laughs> it's also one of the most baller moves of all time. They have three commentary tracks on the Matrix box set DVDs. Uh, at least I think it's three. Maybe it's only two. Maybe they. I assume there's one from the Wachowskis. But there's one from a group of philosophers who... And, and Cornell West is in that one. And they fucking love the Matrix movies. But there's also a, a commentary track from like a group of critics who are like... Eh, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> it's badass. Weird. Wow, yeah. Ballsy move, for sure. All right, Sean? So, yeah, it's, it's just down to me, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, of course my number one is Dune. So, a, another one that's contentious if it will actually come out this year. Um, because uh, Denis Villeneuve and Legendary Pictures in general... Uh, we're protesting uh, HBO's decision to put out all of the Warner Brothers movies day and date on HBO Max. Um, however, Legendary already capitulated on Godzilla vs. Kong, and when they did that, they even moved the release date of that movie up. I think it was originally coming out in like 
May or June, and now it's coming out in March. Um, so uh, as much as I want to believe Denis Villeneuve has enough clout to, to get this one pushed off and just have it actually come out in theaters, um, I think they're going to make some sort of deal that, uh, that keeps it on HBO Max this October. And hopefully that deal includes, hey, you get to make a sequel that'll come out and be in IMAX and stuff, because uh, I really, really want to see this movie on the big screen. Um, October, I guess it's possible I'll feel safe going to theaters by then, but I'm not betting on it. Um, but I am betting on Dune coming out. Um, it's still... Uh, it looks so cool. I loved reading that book back in 2020. Um, I love this cast. Love the director. Um, the The situation sucks, but I I can't help but still be very excited to see Dune one day. I'm a little worried that it's only out for a week and then James Bond is out. Um, not that I don't I don't think people are like I don't know how important box office dollars are going to be in October. <laughs> Um, but I'm a little worried about that because everyone's going to go see James Bond, but is everybody going to go see Dune? I don't know. I I, I don't know. It it sucks. Also, it opens the same day as Adam's Family 2, which also has Oscar Isaac, so he's got two movies coming out on the same day. (laughs) Well, I mean, like like with Godzilla vs. Kong, I bet once this legendary situation is resolved, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets a different date. Do you think move up or move back? I think move up. Okay. I think it's it's ready to go. I'm looking. They just need to find a, an opening. Let's see. I'm looking through the sketch. What's a good time to fit in? Dune. But I mean, it's it also. I mean, we're we're waiting for a lot of other things to move. I mean, going through. Um, there was one I forget. Uh, like a Quiet Place Two recently got bumped to like September or something like that. And then there are other movies that were delayed after they were supposed to come out after that are now slotted ahead of it from um whichever studio that is is that paramount maybe um or universal which movie like uh a quieter place <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's paramount i don't, I don't know so for sure. yeah i mean i i think anything that's slated for like later than may or even May is probably getting rethought out right now, um, because uh, as much as states are pushing to reopen stuff right now, the vaccine rollout has not been super fast, and I, I think we're going to see, uh, if not a surge in cases, at least a uh, uh, timid marketplace of people who are reluctant to put themselves into potential exposure situations um and nobody wants to be the first one to put a 500 dollars million or 500 million dollar movie out yeah. in that climate mm-hmm. but dude you guys this is, this is so fun dude i'll Ever? have to revisit my notes to make sure i know everything <laughs> i'll send out the document for all you guys if you need yeah. it yeah i, I have 55 page the last three dude. books no you gonna rewatch the '80s movie? Uh, I'm gonna rewatch. Well, I haven't watched the extended edition. So. <laughs> there you I go. Have it all queued up. I only all seen right. the regular one. Yeah, you gotta see the Lynch cut. Watch Even the version on it's, YouTube. Even though it's not a Lynch cut. <laughs> okay. 
he made clear that do, he has no, he had nothing to do with it. Gotcha. I think I told you. I think I told you about this on YouTube. Somebody has taken all the footage they could find and edited together like a cobbled together version of each chapter of the book on YouTube. Oh, nice. So you just go chapter by chapter and see like roughly what they had that was close enough to that chapter of the book Ooh. from the movie. Gross. Each chapter is like five minutes long. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, Colin. Time to drop that. All right. Well, look, we've been talking about it basically the entire podcast. It's uh, Godzilla versus Kong is my number one, which I wasn't planning on putting this in number one. And the only reason I did is because that trailer came out in the last week, and I was like, God, this looks unbelievably stupid. (laughs) Like, it could even be a like reasonably entertaining movie but there's something just about that like fucking like rap rock song that they put in the trailer it's just like here we go here we go (laughs) and they're just like fighting and punching each other and it's just uh it just looks like a video game but i mean it's what it's what we've all been looking forward to i guess in these godzilla and king kong movies that never i feel like never really took hold of uh, the public's interest. Like I even forgot that there was a second Godzilla movie. I just remembered the first one and and Kong Skull Island. Uh, but now they're fighting. I mean, they had to do it. They set it up. They got to fight. Let them fight. Let them fight. Uh, so, yeah. how do you feel about the image of King Kong with a huge, what appears to be Godzilla scale battle axe? <laughs> To block his laser beam. And it's got like this great like sound effect where you're like, ah, oh, I bet that would sound great in a the theater, but I'm gonna have to watch it on my TV and it will sound uh, a lot less impressive. Well got that this is the year we all to. build surround sound systems. Yeah, yeah. Just so we can enjoy Godzilla vs. Kong. It's gonna be interesting because Godzilla has so many more powers than Kong. Seems like Kong's fucked. <laughs> Yeah, but he's so big now. Yeah, we've all we've all seen those those memes, right? Where Godzilla's like, "I'm literally a radioactive disaster," and then King Kong's like, "Me monkey." Yeah, I saw that some of those. Um. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I mean, Kong Skull Island is definitely better than the two Godzilla movies. So, yeah. if it borrows more from those. Oh, no. I feel like the thing that's cool about that movie, though, is it takes place on Monster Island or Skull Island or whatever. You see, the, pro- the biggest problem with these Godzilla movies for me is none of the monster stuff. The monster stuff is all fine. It's the people stuff is so fucking boring. And it's pointless, too. Like, no one has any impact on anything that happens. They're just ants, basically. They, they can't do anything. It's not like somebody takes a potion and becomes giant and, like, fights Godzilla. I, I feel like crossed. that's our our most controversial take is that um, we are on the side of people who, who criticize uh, the Godzilla movie for not showing enough Godzilla because there are people out there that that's not the point of the movie. They're supposed to, like it's showing you the human perspective. It's supposed to be showing you like what it'd be like to like live through a Godzilla disaster. But we hated that, yeah. and I remember especially yeah. hating the fact that Godzilla could always just disappear. Well. My thing is that the people we always follow are like military scientists, FBI, you know, it's all this. Uh, 
I don't give a shit about any of these people. Just make it about regular people. If there's if there has to be any people in it, you know that's why I think like a movie like yeah. The Host works so well because it's or even Cloverfield. Yeah, Cloverfield definitely because it's just real people. Because like the, it's not like the FBI or government people even have anything any like to do with it anyways. Like they don't really have much impact. So why does it have to be them at all? Like why can't it just be regular people involved in this mess? At least then you could like maybe tell a nice like little human story that kind of parallels or, or somewhat how the monster action yeah. like the host you know where it's like so a John, story i bring up cloverfield though i mean so everyone everyone is anticipating that a third monster will be revealed and godzilla and kong will have to team up to fight it just like dawn of justice <laughs> a yes. lot of speculation is mecha godzilla yeah. how would you feel if it was clover um personally yeah i'm fine that like I don't give a shit. I, these, none of this is precious to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm okay with it. Though I think you're right. I think Mechagodzilla is the natural choice. They should throw in like a total like like total left field like oh it's Biolante, Biolante the giant plant monster or you know some. It's Ultraman. It's Ultra, Ultra Jet Jaguar shows up. Jet Jaguar. Jet Jaguar. Now Sean, you bought the Criterion Godzilla collection, correct? I did. You're going to watch them all before uh, <laughs> the new movie? I bought it specifically to finally watch the first one, because I've actually never seen the original Godzilla movie. Okay. Uh, and I want to watch both the Japanese and the American versions, because they sound wildly different. Ah, uh, yes. Um, uh, Raymond Burr as Steve Martin. character's <laughs> <laughs> name. Um, outside of that, it's just, a, it's just a cool thing to have. It looks real it neat. It looks really cool. I've tr- I'm trying to decide which ones I want to rewatch. I don't really want to rewatch any of the recent ones. I'm thinking of watching the old '60s Godzilla Kong movie, and I haven't seen the '90s Godzilla movie. Maybe I'll watch that. And I don't know if I've ever seen all of the '70s King Kong. That might be wild to revisit <clears throat> with Jeff Bridges. So we'll see. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, th- I I feel like I watched that with you when we were kids, but that is my only connection to that one. But I will say, Kong Skull Island, watchable. Not great, but watchable. <laughs> is it though with Brie Larson? Is it even watchable? <laughs> I mean, it's a movie that has John Goodman and Samuel L. Jackson. I think that's reason enough to look it out. <laughs> yeah, but he's not even that big, you know? With John Goodman? Yeah. <laughs> That's lost too much for me. Dude, if John Goodman, like, drank a potion that made him, like, a thousand feet tall so he could fight King Kong, it's automatically yeah, he's King Ralph. the best movie ever. He's King Ralph. King, I'm going to write a script for King Ralph versus King Kong. Or <laughs> King Ralph drinks a potion. Because he's like he's sloppy anyway. He doesn't pay attention to what he's doing. He's careless. So he drinks a, a giant potion and has to fight King Kong. <laughs> and whoever wins is the new king of England. They're fighting on like London Bridge. <laughs> Way better movie. Way better movie. What I wonder is like, is this the end of Godzilla for a while? Like, do they have a plan after this? Maybe the uh, the eggs from the end of the '90s Godzilla are probably going to hatch. Hell yeah! Well, they hatched in that movie, and then they do Son of Godzilla. It's the next one. That, that sounds good to me. What, what was Son of Godzilla? Doesn't he have a really goofy name? Mm, it's like Mincha, I think, or Minja. I don't know. He might have multiple names depending on what movie you watch. 
But I just remember in one of the movies, he was like, my dad says I can be big and strong. <laughs> that's like the movie that's like... That's what it's, that's a funny voice. That movie's like a dream sequence. Or it's like a kid imagining what a Godzilla movie could be. And then they just use a bunch of B-roll. Uh, so this will probably be better than that. But we'll see. We'll see. That's it then, right? We did it, we did it all. Yep, yep. That's... That's what we got to look forward to this year. That's, that's what we got to look forward to. And who knows what other surprises may pop up. I think Guillermo del Toro's new movie might come out this year. Yeah, Wes Anderson, another one where it's like a, that could come out. Might I don't think it has out. a date yet. Yeah, a lot of stuff that, that could maybe come out. Um, when, you, when you think of it, we've got two years worth of uh, you know prestigious directors and big franchises all queued up to come out in 2021. This could be an amazing year if all that stuff actually is released. If it does, yeah, this will be a much uh, bigger and better year than last year. Because bigger is better. That's probably the tagline to (laughs) some sort of monster movie. I'm pretty sure that's the tagline to the 90s Godzilla. Okay, hell yeah. Or maybe, no, maybe it's size matters. Size does matter. Size does matter. I remember that because I had a mouse pad that said Godzilla size does matter. It was like a bit, a slightly bigger than usual mouse pad. Got that from uh, Circuit City. Nice. I, before we go, though, Nancy, if you're still on the call, I wonder, did we make a good case? Did we hit your most anticipated movie? Um, Dune slash Matrix? Is that what you mean? Yeah, or or was there something else you wanted to hear us talk about? No, are you no. are you satisfied? I'm very satisfied. Yeah, I, I, I mean I'm I'm not really anticipating anything because I have no idea what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, is what it I is. I hope to be vaccinated by October so I can see Dune, but you know who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, as we head into the unknown, I don't know when we're going to be back with the pick, but. Uh, there's one easy way for you to find out. You can go to mildlypleased.com and see if we post about it, or just look up uh, mildlypleased on iTunes or whatever, and it'll be delivered right to your feed, uh, presuming you actually hit subscribe. Uh, and that is it. We will speak to you in the future. Free